0: Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host Ryan here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. Welcome to Real Nerds at Denver Comic-Con 2015. We hope you enjoy the following interview.
1: Welcome to Denver Comic-Con. Uh this is James Hart from the Real Nerds podcast and I'm here with Sue Duff. Say hi, Sue.
2: Hi. Hey,
1: how you doing today?
2: I'm doing great.
1: Good, good, good. Is this the um, the first like Denver Comic Con you've come to?
2: No, um, I've been here before, but okay. this is the first time I've been a featured panelist and author and everything. So very cool. It very makes cool. it a whole lot more exciting.
1: Cool. Well, why don't you take a second and give our, our listeners a quick idea of like what you do, what you've written, and where they can find you.
2: Um, I write the Weir Chronicles series, okay. and it's a five-book series. The first two books are out. Cool. Uh, Fade to Black and Masks and Mirrors. And it's about an illusionist with real powers, and he's a long descendant of a magical race that's dying out on Earth. And so they kind of turned to modern science to try to perpetuate their existence and, because they're directly connected to the earth. And if they die out entirely, the earth will self-destruct okay. on a natural level. And so cool. they, uh, they don't have great results, though, when they try to mix with Mother Nature and science. <laughs> yeah. Very
1: cool. That sounds neat. Uh, so how did you get into writing? Have you always been a writer? Is it, it always a passion of yours?
2: I probably have always been a writer at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote some really awful short story kind of things <laughs> in high been. school. Yep. People gave me honest criticism, and I didn't really do much of it after that for a long time. And then I had a skiing accident that laid me up for a summer, and I was either going to go crazy, kill my son, who was a teenager at the time, <laughs> or distract myself and so I turned on the word processor and started writing and it got some really positive reviews that time around and so cool. I just kind of stuck with it
1: cool were you always interested in in that fantasy element or was that absolutely. just something absolutely cool. yeah
2: I grew up entirely on it that in science fiction murder mysteries um you know and I incorporate a lot of different elements into my books it's they don't Really fit into one particular genre, right? And so, um, in fact, my um, obviously with fantastical race of beings mixing with modern science, it's both you know fantasy and science fiction right. with this one too.
1: Yeah, who would you say like the your target audience is, or is it is it something that? feel is pretty open.
2: I think that pretty much it's wide open because there's a lot of mystery, a lot of suspense, there's a splattering of romance. Um, I have uh, more of an adult uh, feel to the book, but because I write in short chapters, I keep things clean enough and and simple enough, um, and I have a a core group of uh, characters, so I don't write from one particular character's point of view. I actually have a lot of Teenagers, middle grade, um, all the way up to YA that also read a lot of it. So,
1: yeah. What was the, um, what were the, the big hurdles? What were the big struggles that you had getting into that industry? Um, was there a lot of resistance? Was it, or was it something where you, you just needed to get the right contacts and it took off?
2: Oh, I think that, it, you know, for writers, especially here in Colorado, I can't really speak to it somewhere else, but here in Colorado, there's a lot of wonderful supports out there for would-be writers and, you know, not, in true writers at heart.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
2: just started going to conferences, started uh, attending writer groups. Um, I even took a short course of creative writing at a community college that was cheap and simple and and uh, just ended up getting great feedback, uh, loving my professors. They saw something in me and just kept encouraging it.
0: What
1: was the, so for me, I'll, I'll pull back a little bit of the sure. curtain. So I went to uh, Colorado State and got a, an English degree with a concentration in creative writing. So I've gone through a lot of this. Okay. Um, and I have my own sort of experiences. So I'm leading the question here a little bit. <laughs> um, was, there a, was there a turning point for you? Was there a moment or a, a, a lesson that you had that sort of was the one rule that all of a sudden you felt your writing changed right, and right. that that is a something that you would pass on to other writers
2: um i joined rocky mountain fiction writers cool. it's a, a wonderful organization that supports novel length writers cool. especially but i mean there's poets there a lot, anybody who wants to learn more about writing yeah. they have wonderful sessions but i joined or i not really joined, I entered um, their yearly contest called Colorado Gold, and I ended up placing as one of the five finalists in my category, and it was that moment that I realized, okay, from this naysayer of you really don't know what you're doing to,
1: Mm.
2: wow, maybe I do know what I'm doing, uh, really made um, a pivotal moment in my journey that said okay just keep plugging away and maybe you really can do this it was
1: that it was that encouragement that told Absolutely. you like oh okay this isn't i'm 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 not insane right. i thought i was good and now somebody else is saying it too
2: right well yeah. and i think they're also at least for me there was a part of me that didn't believe i was good true and so for them to actually yeah. say wow you were one of the top 5 in the hundreds of entries that we got uh, really did make me start to say, you know what, stop doubting yourself and mm-hmm. just uh, really focus on the fact that this is a good passion and it's going to go somewhere for you if you really work hard enough.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you feel like you've seen your style change a lot over the over the last couple of years as you've been doing it? Or Oh
2: yeah, I think you constantly learn mm-hmm. and every time you get feedback, you know, something changes, whether making uh, your characters a little bit fuller and richer and Um, or just making sure that um, you're honest. I just came from sitting on a panel of what do teen girls like to read, and it was great cool. because the first part of the panel was actually the teen girls talking about what they wanted Right. and what uh, appealed to them in terms of the books they were picking up. And it was really interesting that one of the things they said was honesty. Yeah, You know, honest to the characters, honest to the genre, honest to the storytelling. And uh, that's the one thing that I do feel like I bring to the table. but really truly with the help of my editor he makes me kill off somebody and not bring them back to life and, <laughs> you know he said no you can't do that you know just because you write in fantasy doesn't mean you can just ma- you, you can know, just wave toilet. a magic wand and do whatever you feel like you want to do and you know you have to be honest And and so far the critics and the reviewers have said we really appreciate that because it does bring in more of an element of suspense and and uh, intrigue and everything, because they never know what's going to happen in my stories, and yeah. I'm willing to kill off somebody if it really does make sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, a lot of audiences are very desensitized and sort of understand the tropes, like the normal, absolutely, the normal tools that a lot of writers use in their stories, and so right. um, we're not. We always feel like we're smart enough to know what the writer's going to do <laughs> next, and so it's really fun when. The writer is smart enough to go like no like the rules are there and the rules aren't going to be broken just because you want them to be doesn't mean it's going to happen like there are actual consequences to these things um it's an intangible thing that I, i have a hard time um when i go from from one movie to a book or something like that and uh, and I actually notice that I feel dread in some cases and I don't in others. Because in other cases, I'm like, okay, I know Captain America's always going to be fine. Yeah, right. But how come when I go see Mad Max, I don't know that Max is always going to be fine? Like, what is the difference there? Um, it's a tough line to draw. And it, it has really a lot is. to do with, with how confident that writer is to say, like, I'm, I'm going to go there for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely.
2: Well, and I think also, you know, making sure that you give them a good read, Yeah. you know. So uh, I do have a lot of twists in my books. You think you know what's going on. The characters think they know what's going on. And then I throw these wrenches in. Um, But to me, it's like a promise to the readers that, okay, there's a bigger story. There's something deeper in this onion of layers that you keep, you know, traveling my course with me and my journeys. And uh, I promise you, it's always the kind of a promise to the readers. Yeah, you know, pick up the next book. You're going to see that there's even more to this. And so if they enjoy the first one, and then they pick up the second one, and they're blown away by the ending of the second one, it's only because I have a. That's my promise to, to you know, the fans that. Oh yeah, you'll you'll enjoy the third one.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's funny since you brought up the the panel about what a young woman like reading, mm-hmm. um, which like as a. As a feminist and a Buffy fan, like, I, even, even the question to me, like, when you first said it out loud, I was like, they like women reading the same thing that everybody else likes to read, that you don't, don't draw lines. Yeah. What I, but the truth is, there, are, there is certainly a line there. Right. Um, do you find that, that young women read your books or get something different out of your books? Like, do they relate to you in a, in a different way um, than young men do?
2: Um, you know, because my protagonist, at least in the very first book, is a young you know, male illusionist mm-hmm. with real powers, um, I ended up attracting both you know the the teen males yeah. along with the females and you know who doesn't love magic yeah. and oh, in for fact, sure. when I had my book signing uh, earlier at the start of the conference today, I had a magician at my booth. Oh cool. And doing all kinds of wonderful magic tricks and just blowing people's minds and to me that's what I think attracted the boys, the male influence. It's universal. But there was as many girls, young girls, men, you know, mothers that stood there just fascinated and loving what he was doing. And I think that is more of a universal kind of topic that um, kind of pulled the readers in from the very start. And even though I have a splattering of romance, it's really not what the books are about. And it's not even something that's pursued yeah. as everything goes on because it's not really the core of the story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, people fall in love. But they also fall out of love. And as a writer, it's okay to do that. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not promising that things are always universally stuck.
1: Yeah. I, I, I like a little romance in my stories too. So it's not just a girl thing. It's cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Right. Do you, um, are you really involved in like, that community? And like, do, do they bring you out for a lot of those talks about.
2: You know, I'd like to do more and more of it. Yeah. I'm just really feeling like I'm getting my feet wet uh, cool. right now. Um, I put out the first two books in this series about six months apart. Yeah. And so it's been pretty intense just trying to get that. Taken care of, and you know, out there in the market. But the the response, the reviews have been fabulous. And but I'm also um, uh, uh, by day, I'm also a speech therapist and in a school district. And so I really feel like I have a lot of touch with the younger kids mm-hmm. and fifth graders, middle graders. You know, um, if I know their teachers, some of them are using my books as examples of just trying to get. The kids to do more reading, so I would love to be a bigger piece of that than I already have been.
1: That's cool. Okay, so can can I switch gears? Can we sure. talk about speech therapy? Sure. How how did you get into that? What is that your passion? <laughs> it was like
2: uh, it's been my passion for years. Yeah, you know, right along with the reading and or writing, and yeah. uh, well, reading too. Reading, I was always right? been a passionate reader. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where my sister had a speech impediment. We had a speech therapist come to our house way back when that really happened. Right. And, uh, but yeah, she, uh, I got fascinated. I had an aunt that um, was a speech therapist in Louisiana and came to visit one time and I was fascinated by sign language and try to pick up on things on my own and yeah, just a lot of encouragement when I was in high school to kind of pursue it and I ended up loving, loving doing it. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Do you use any of uh, either the things you write or just like, you know, because Denver Comic Con is very special in that unlike every other convention that's out there, like mm-hmm. it is it exists to help promote pop culture classroom and, and right. using pop culture to educate kids. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you experimented with any of that? Like is there is there something to using your books or comics or movies to help people in mm-hmm. those situations?
2: Well what I ended up doing was I have a real love for earth and space sciences. Oh yeah. And so that's what I incorporated and based my entire world building, my characters, my magical race was that they have a direct connection to the core of the earth. Right. And so they can control a lot of the energies that are just natural energies of the earth and a lot of the things that occur there. So what happened was, as I was doing my research and doing and creating my world building, if I couldn't attribute one of their magical powers to some kind of earth or space physics, I don't use it. Right. And so, anything, even from the disappearing to the self-healing, any of those kinds of things that I use in my stories, um, I have some kind of scientific basis for it. Cool. And that, um, a lot of the teachers, especially the science teachers and all, in fact, I did a, um, a blog post for a group of teachers and I did entire lesson plans and everything else for them based on just my book, Subject Matter.
1: Very cool. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Well, so how, how can people find you? How can they support you? What's next for you? Uh,
2: well, uh, hopefully book three will come out in February. That's okay. the plan. Um, and then they, I mean, uh, The Wear Chronicles is on Amazon. It's um, all over the ebook series. In fact, as um, a celebration on my part for being a part of the Denver Comic Con this year. Uh, my uh, Weir series, both books, *Fade to Black* and *Mast and Mirrors*, is on ebook special for just 99 cents each.
1: Ooh, man! Um,
2: but they're also available anywhere books are sold. Whether they're on the shelf, uh, they're all over the tattered cover. They're at bookies here in town. Cool. And uh, or they can be ordered through any other bookstore. And Barnes and Noble is carrying it too. So.
1: Cool. Awesome. Do yeah. uh, you have a Twitter website oh, yeah. anywhere yeah. where people can Twitter, find you?
2: Twitter. Uh, <laughs> what is my Twitter account? Um, I'm SueDuff55 cool. uh, for Twitter, and my Facebook is SueDuffWriter.
1: Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we will for sure have to follow you and check you out, because this sounds
2: really you. exciting. That's great. Thanks
0: so much for coming on the show, Sue. Oh, it's
2: been fun. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to this exclusive Real Nerds interview at Denver Comic-Con 2015, and we'll see you next year.